today on the podcast, we're going to talk about fitness and your health. Let's focus on you for a little bit. And guess what? We're going to take some advice from my own husband, Christopher. Hello, everybody. I'm really excited to have my husband, Chris, here today. He's going to be talking with us about health, fitness, exercise, nutrition. He is certified by the NSCA. He's a certified strength and conditioning specialist, certified personal trainer, and he's USA Weightlifting Level 1. He's also Precision Nutrition Level 1 certified. And let's not forget, I'm CPR AED certified, just in case. Can you drop some advice on us for overall health and wellness? Like, what are some things that you think are really important? Yeah, of course. First thing I would say to do is to find something that you enjoy doing. And do that as often as you can. If you love to run, if you love to lift weights, whatever it may be, just stay active because what you do now sets the stage for what you're going to do later on in life. And that's really important. You mean like something that you can do as you get old, like yes. forever? Okay. Yes. We are living longer and you need to stay active for as long as you possibly can. Right. Yeah. Being, I hear that all the time. Like with Being my- stagnant is going to kill you very quickly. Yeah. My grandma says, oh my gosh, I stopped moving and I'm, I'm losing it, you know? Exactly. Well, what else do you think? I would also like to tell everybody out there, find somebody who can help keep you accountable, okay? Whether that's a Ooh, workout partner, that's good. whether it's your spouse, whether it's your psychologist, find <laughs> somebody to help keep you accountable. Next, I would definitely like to encourage people to try new things. You never know what you're going to like out there. And sometimes when you open yourself up to doing something that you might not expect yourself to like, uh-huh. you might really enjoy it. Oh, like me and how I don't want to go to Soul Cycle because I'm scared. Yes, or how neither one of us ever want to go rock climbing. Right. Yes. <laughs> but we we might like it. We might totally like it. You know. I love right. I love yoga. Yeah, me too. But that doesn't mean I have to do it every single day. I still yeah. have what I love to do, uh-huh. which is weightlifting. Okay. And that works for me. Mm-hmm. So I enjoy doing that and I'm going to try and do that for as long as I possibly can. Well, what else? When you do exercise, use as many muscle groups as you possibly can. Okay. So there's a time and a place. If you're a bodybuilder, you can do some of those isolation, those bicep curls, the leg extensions, the leg curls, all that kind of good stuff. But if you are an average show, Use as many muscle groups as often as you possibly can when you mm. go when you go to the gym. It will pay off in huge dividends. So what I mean by compound movements is squats, deadlifts, lunging, overhead pressing, any of that kind of stuff, pull-ups, ring rows, TRX, anything that's going to make you huff and puff uh-huh. is going to work. Stair for climber? You. Stair climber. I Oof. love it. Oof. Almost half as much as I love the Versa Climber. Ugh. If you Ugh. ever get a chance and you find a Versa climber, get on there for about five minutes uh-uh. and you will see what death is really like. <laughs> I really like the rowing machine. The rower is great for the fact that it helps develop your cardiovascular health as well as your upper back and lower back, your hips and your legs. But it also helps develop your booty. Oh, yeah, your booty. You got to work on the booty, people. Oh, my gosh. Why is the booty important? The booty is important because not only is it the biggest muscle group on your body, contrary to popular belief, it's not your biceps, mm. okay? But it's also the most powerful group on your body, and it will help keep you upright 
for longer as you get older. Mm -hmm. Not only that, but it will help support your lower back and help keep your knees healthier for longer. Okay, so the stronger the glutes, the more developed they are, the more posture, you know, the more help for your posture. Is this what you're saying? That's correct. Yeah. Nice. Okay. And then what if you want to increase the the juiciness of your booty if you want your little a little pop in your booty some great ways to do that are by first and foremost including resistance into Mm. your normal exercise now that could be in the form of doing squats that could be in the form of doing any kind of lunges or step ups Mm -hmm. that could also be learning how to deadlift and or hinge with your hips like through kettlebell swings okay and if you're not big with weights can you use bands absolutely yes bands are great What are some mistakes that people make that are super common that we can avoid? I think the biggest problem that I see is people's consistency. They're either too consistent and they follow the same program for years and years and their body never really changes that much, Mm -hmm. or they are too inconsistent and they continue to jump around from program to program or from different kinds of training Mm -hmm. all the time and they never truly get to adapt to one kind of training stimulus Mm -hmm. so they never really get if you like do deadlifts for a week and then you jump to something else you're never really seeing what deadlifts could have done for you exactly yes you need to do something consistently for a couple months in order to reap the rewards of all your hard work one of the other things that i think really um happens with a lot of people in the gym is they try something once Mm -hmm. and they never do it again Sometimes you might be in a group class and the coach or the trainer just might have an off day. Okay. But basing your opinion on one bad uh, day. One bad day right. Yeah, possibly. Or maybe you're just stressed out. You're not having a great week. So my rule is kind of a rule of two. Try something twice. If you don't like it twice, then you know it's not for you. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next thing is people seem to have this 100% or nothing mentality going on where they can't drink for an entire month okay Okay. Uh so or they go on this yo-yo diet where it's like oh Oh my gosh i can't have any carbs i can't have any dietary fat i can't have i'm cutting out dairy yes whatever it may be enjoy your life people i want you to try to be realistic Mm. and have fun right okay this is life. You only get to do it once. So is everything in moderation rule, is that like a generally a good rule to follow or is there anything you would definitely cut out of your diet? I think moderation is definitely very important. My own personal philosophy is that if you want to eat some foods that maybe you know you shouldn't, either work hard for it, have it as a reward, okay. or say on the holidays, work it off on the back end. Find a way to make it so that it's a reward and not a necessity and that will mentally start to detach you from feeling like you have to have or you crave or oh, right. you must have. Like if you have a bowl of ice cream every night, like exactly. save it for Sunday or whatever. Yeah. Use it as a treat or a reward for having worked hard. Last thing I would say is don't be unrealistic about your expectations yes. of yourself. That's okay? a good one. And when you do fail, Understand that this is a part of the learning process. When you fail, you get to take that failure and move on with it. I used to have a coach in college football who said it was our 24-hour rule. So when we lost a game, Mm -hmm. we had 24 hours to be sad about it. But after 24 hours, it was done. 
Cool. It, it's gone. Okay. It's it's just a memory, and now you get to build on that. I like that because people dwell. Yes. We dwell on stuff. I know I do. Yeah, and sometimes those those small negative thoughts can start to become a little more overpowering in the long run, and that's you want to get away from that failure mentality. Okay. Think of it as a opportunity to learn. Something I'm really proud of you for, Chris, is your consistency with your food, your meal prep, and how you're very conscious of your nutrition and what you're consuming. You're really, really good about it. Yes. Yeah, you're amazing with it. And I would love to have some knowledge on proper nutrition, even for the average Joe. I think one of the easiest things for people to do is to eat whole foods, trying to eat minimally processed foods. Okay, so if it has a really long shelf life, Mm. that's something we want to try and avoid. So if it comes in a can. Twinkies. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's do our best to stay away from those or okay. use those as a reward. Uh, but eating more whole foods that are minimally processed, mm-hmm. I think it's really hard to go wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Another thing along with that is to try to incorporate more fruits and vegetables in your daily life. Okay, put those on your plate as often as you can. And when you can buy organic or locally sourced produce, that's going to be one of the best things for you. Mm-hmm. And what about, I know you had told me before that it's important to eat slowly. Why is that? Absolutely. Because the likelihood of you eating overeating when you eat slowly is much Lower. less. Yeah. Yes. So sense. you are becoming a little bit more aware of what your body is trying to tell you. So when mm. we wolf down a meal or you scarf down a meal in 30 seconds to two minutes because you're on the go, you never really start to understand or appreciate what your body's trying to tell you of whether or not you are full or whether or not your body needs a little bit more or whether or not you need a little bit less. So eating slowly and then stopping eating before you are completely full Mm -hmm. is a great way. I mean, I've even heard of people that will – Put a timer on their phone Mm. and they will time how long each meal takes for them to eat so that that way they start to understand a little bit more how slowly a meal should take. You should be able to enjoy your food Mm -hmm. and not always be in a rush to just get it down and move on to the next thing. Yeah, that's true. And if you're on the go, you can still eat whatever you're taking with you slowly. Um, And also, what's this about drinking a glass of water before you start your meal? Does that have any like help as far as feeling satiated? So water is a great way for us to start to get our bodies full. I mean, our body is made up mostly of water. So staying hydrated is always important. But I don't think you need to drink too much water. So maybe more than one one glass at each meal Mm -hmm. and then save most of your water intake for in between meals to help keep you satiated for a little bit longer. Mm. And another thing along with that is that if you do consume sugary beverages, if you are the rock star or the monster or your Starbucks has more pumps of, you know, vanilla latte in in it than it does actual coffee, try to consider purchasing a smaller beverage size. So Mm. go, go from that extra large or that 32 ounce just try and cut down the portion sizes, okay? That will help you 
more in the long run than just cutting something out immediately and going cold turkey. Yeah. And it's more reasonable. Right. And what most people don't realize is just how much some of those bigger, fuller, longer meals and or bigger uh, sugary beverages Mm -hmm. can impact your sleep. Okay. So the timing with which when you eat and or when you're drinking, say, a caffeinated beverage, that really can start to impact your quality of sleep. And we're supposed to be sleeping for upwards of a third of our life. So when you start thinking about how food and water or your beverage of choice can impact your sleep, Mm -hmm. then you really start to kind of hack the puzzle of how your body really starts to operate and operate efficiently. Mm -hmm. So I want to sleep like half my life, not just a third. I wish. (laughs) Well, we're lucky right now. We get a lot of sleep. We ain't got no kids or anything to bother us. And no pets. And no pets. I know. We're spoiled. We're spoiled in the sleep department. Uh, okay, so let's talk a little bit more about that. So I know you've been really, really look, looking in on this and reading a lot about it. And I've actually been following your advice. We are trying to sleep more, but it's not so much about how long. It's about how many sleep cycles. Could you elaborate? Yeah, so... A full sleep cycle is usually lasting 90 minutes, okay? Mm -hmm. Most people would tell you that you need eight hours of sleep every night. Mm -hmm. Well, that is not completely accurate because if you just look at sleeping by the hour, then that puts you in the middle of a sleep cycle. Whereas if you look at it in terms of 90-minute blocks, Mm -hmm. then five sleep cycles at night. And that's the goal, five? That is the goal. Okay. Yes. So for me, then I look at it not just in terms of how many hours I got for one night Mm -hmm. and me possibly being stressed out because I didn't get a good night's sleep. Mm -hmm. It's looking at how many sleep cycles I can get over the course of a week. So it's looking at a little bit bigger picture so that Mm -hmm. the smaller stuff doesn't stress me out quite as much. Okay. So you're going to get how many in a week again? So seven days a week times five, you're trying to shoot for 35 sleep cycles over the course of a week. And now- If you're short on some nights, you can always try to take a nap if you have the opportunity to do so. Mm-hmm. Naps are great. I highly encourage them. I am a big believer. If you can take naps. All ta- those moms out there are like, there is no napping. Yes. Unfortunately, <laughs> I can't give you advice on that. But what I can tell you is that if you are going to take a nap, you mm-hmm. want to take a nap for 30 minutes or less. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because in that, once you get past that 30 minute to maybe that 60 minute range, Just like we talked about having a sleep cycle not be an hour long, Mm -hmm. but be a 90-minute long sleep cycle, you want to try and avoid sleeping for 60 minutes because that would put you right in the middle of that deep sleep. So you'd wake up groggy. So you would wake up and you Mm -hmm. would not be as refreshed as you might be with, say, even even just closing your eyes for 10 minutes or maybe Mm -hmm. it's 15 minutes Mm -hmm. or sometimes you just want to unplug. Yeah. Okay. You just need to get away. You might not even fall asleep. But one of the most important things that I think you can do is separate yourself from work for a couple minutes. And whether it's you close your eyes or whether it's you just focus on breathing, Mm -hmm. you are taking time out of your day to focus on you. And when you do that, you become a much happier uh, person. Your mood will improve. And not only that, your memory will start to improve. Oh, I need that. Yes. I have a terrible memory. Well, you also don't take naps. 
I don't take naps. I tried the other day to take a nap. I was feeling kind of groggy. And so, but I, I, I just did the, let's just rest for a minute. I laid there. I rested because I know myself. I, if I fall asleep, I fall asleep hard and I don't, and I don't want to wake up in the middle of a sleep cycle because I hate that groggy feeling that I feel like I have to compensate with coffee or something after that. So yeah, I just took a couple minutes, laid down on the bed, kind of relaxed, closed my eyes for a minute, just chilled out. And it really did help. I felt really good. Now I felt I was in a good mood when you actually, when you came home. <laughs> it's really important. If you are going to take a nap, set an alarm for yourself. Oh, okay? okay. And that way you can have an idea mm-hmm. of how long you should be unplugging for. Okay. Again, th- this is for you. This is you being selfish for you. And this is you making yourself a better partner, a better parent, a better friend, a better mm-hmm. coworker. This is about taking time for you. So we talked about why nutrition is important as far as meals go, and also the importance of napping and our sleep cycles, which I thought was very interesting. What else can we do to get the best night's sleep? Another thing to be conscientious about is the timing of when you're eating your last meal Mm. in relationship to when you're going to sleep. So you want to try to give your body about three hours between eating dinner and when you go to sleep. Okay. So you don't want your body multitasking. So what that means is you want your body to be able to just focus on one thing at a time by focusing on eating and digesting, and then your body can focus on sleeping. And you want to try and separate the two as much as possible. Mm. Another thing to take into consideration is the devices that you use throughout the day Mm -hmm. and how late you're using those. Mm -hmm. So believe it or not, the blue light that is emitted from those devices can actually suppress melatonin, which is what helps you sleep. Mm -hmm. So when you are using those devices after your last meal, you want to try and start to limit. And if you can shut down those devices 60 to 90 minutes before you actually go to bed, so that you give your body and your brain, most importantly, time to unwind. Yeah. And also, too, I, I found it very helpful to add that nightshade to kind of ready your eyes for relaxation. I felt that that's really helpful as well. There are a number of different remedies. I mean, there are special glasses that you can wear to mm-hmm. block out the blue light. Mm-hmm. There are people that switch over from cell phones or devices to books there are still a number of ways that you can keep your brain active without disturbing your circadian rhythm. Well, thank you, Chris, so much. There is a lot to take away from this podcast today. I think the ones that really jump out at me are making sure I'm staying active and doing something every day that I really enjoy. And I'm still looking for that one thing, but that's really important to note. Um, I got to try new things. Definitely got to try new things. And Try to eat unprocessed foods. I know that's really hard, but that's a really good tip. Uh, I definitely am going to downsize my Starbucks. That's a good idea. And as far as sleep goes, I'm going to focus on those five 90-minute sleep cycles per night. I can do it. I know I can do it. Uh, And then also to make sure I turn those devices off before I go to bed, at least an hour before bed, maybe pick up a book. If you have any other questions for Chris or you want to make any comments, go to the website, www.thelittlebitpodcast.com. Click on the blog section and leave us your comments. 
Have you become a patron yet? Go to patreon.com slash the little bit podcast so you can help me make more amazing podcasts just like this one. The Little Bit Podcast was recorded in Orange County, California, was produced by me, Joni Sprague, and today the music you're hearing is from Sleep North America. You can download it now on SoundCloud.